0: We are, gosh, you know, a little over a year, 14 months post-discovery, and I've yet um, to have a conversation or an email exchange of any kind um, with my half-sister.
1: Hello, you are listening to NPE Stories. This is a podcast where NPEs can share their story. I am your host, Lily, and I found out I was an NPE through an Ancestry DNA test that changed my life forever. NPE is a term that stands for Not Parent Expected or Non-Paternal Event. This means that one or more of our parents are not who we believe them to be. NPE Stories is a podcast where NPEs can share their story of what their original family was like, how they found out they were an NPE, and what their journey has been like since the day they found out. And welcome to episode 36, where today I am talking to Joy. Hi, Joy. Hi, Lily. Thank you for being willing to share your story today.
0: Thank you, Lily. I appreciate the invitation and I appreciate the the space that you've created for all of us NPEs to come
1: here and and tell our stories. You're welcome. Today will be the first time I'm hearing your NPE story. So I'm going in blind. And why don't you just go ahead and start from the beginning and let me know what your original family was like and how you found out you were an NPE.
0: Okay, well, I was born in 1961, and um, my mother was married to my birth certificate father, um, and they actually divorced um, when I was uh, less than a year old. Um, so I actually never had a relationship with him, um, did not see him, did not um, get You know, there was there was no communication whatsoever um, between us Um, that left very much a void um, of not having that um, authoritative or male figure um, in my life. Um, From that point on, my mother uh, remarried. Several times by the time that I was 10 years old, um, which created a little of um, instability um, in the household. Um, my home life was not um, stable, um, it was not safe, and um, there was a lot of volatility from um, both between her and her children and her and whatever husband she happened to be married to at the time. And so it was very, it was very different. I, you know, in those days too, it wasn't that common or it wasn't known to be that common for somebody to be divorced. Um, I can remember there were children in our neighborhood that I was not allowed to play with because their parents didn't want, um, their child to play with somebody of a divorced woman, um, so it was a very different time, and I do recognize that, you know, as as I've gone back and and looked through all of this, you know, times and 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 the way we thought about things are certainly much different now than they were then. Over the course of um, the next few years, um, I did um, have a half brother and half sister, both um, were from different fathers. Um, I, my mother was um, a very difficult person. She um, needed to be the center of attention, whether that was good attention, whether that need that was, she needed to play, you know, the victim, Um, you know, whatever that looked like, everything with her, from an emotional standpoint it was very conditional, you know, were you good enough? Did you do this good enough? Were you perfect? Was, did you clean enough? Did you, it, it, there were some very high unrealistic expectations. Um, and everything was, as I said, it was just, it was very, un- it was very conditional as to whether or not you were going to get any positive feedback from her. Um, she, and that wasn't very much, I mean, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of positive feedback from her. There was a lot of, um, she was mean and she could be hateful. Um, you know, looking back on it as an adult, I recognize that there were probably some, um, mental issues, um, that went along with that. Um, but that was, that was sort of the, that was the, um, that was, that was kind of the the setting for, um, the way that I grew up. I actually have not had a relationship with my mother in over 35 years. Um, and, um, it was something that was, it was something that was necessary, um, that I needed to do 35 years ago. I actually, um, was awarded custody of my younger sister. Um, and, uh, that doesn't, that doesn't, um, go over well, of uh, family reunions. So, but it was, it was, it was what was necessary and it was a good thing. And so, um, you know, and you can't really miss what you never had. So that's, that's just a little bit of kind of the background of, you know, of, of my story. Um, I will also add that, um, The house that I lived in was, um, there was lots of secrets and lies. Um, I probably didn't realize the number of lies, Um, although I did realize it at the time, there were, things were not adding up. Um, There were lots of secrets, things that you weren't supposed to tell outside of the home because it was supposed to look perfect. And of course, we all know that there is no such thing as that perfect family or that perfect home life. So kind of to fast forward, um, that was sort of of the growing up um, space that I grew up in. Um, In November of 2018, um, I saw that Ancestry had um, their kits on sale. And my husband had um, for quite some time said, man, I would just I would love to just know where, you know, where I came from and what sort of background, you know, we're made up from, from an ethnicity standpoint. And I just think that would be so neat. And he's very much that person that, um, you know, is intrigued by history and, and, um, all of the all of the things, and so I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to get that for him for Christmas. And lo and behold, as I said, it was on sale, so I got a two for one. Guess what? I'm going to do it too, because of course, realize I had absolutely no idea who my dad was. I did not know anything about his family. I didn't know what kind of ethnicity you know he brought to the table. Additionally, my mother was adopted, and so that was also a big um, question mark in my mind. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to do this too. And it's going to be so fun. And I'm going to learn so many things and oh my goodness, wouldn't it be amazing if I actually found my dad and, um, didn't, I was a little uh, scared about that. uh, Certainly, um, you know, clearly I already felt like I had been rejected, by him throughout my entire life and oh my gosh, what if I found him and he rejected me again and what would that look like? And what would that feel like? And was I prepared to handle that? And all of the emotions that kind of, you know, get wrapped up in, um, in that situation. So anyway, long story short, ordered them, got them and we, he opened it on Christmas day and was thrilled to death. Um, he actually got, um, he actually did his test and set it up before I did. I was a little bit more, um, I was kind of dragging my feet a little bit. And um, I don't know. It's like, do I want the answers? Do I not want the answers kind of situation? So I um, eventually went ahead and spit in the little tube and sent it away and um, waited. So that was in January of 2019 um, that I sent it away. And it was fast forward to kind of two months later. Well, in the meantime, I will say um, by this time I you know had set up my account and I thought, you know what, I'm going to start building my family tree on Ancestry. So I started doing that. And um, I discovered that my birth certificate father had already passed away um but i also thought you know what maybe there's a half sibling out there you know maybe they don't know me i don't know them maybe that would be wouldn't that be uh, an amazing relationship what would that look like um and so i did have that ex- expectation there was going to be a few surprises out there or new people that i was going to have a pos- have a chance to kind of meet and build a relationship with um And so I started putting in, you know, um, grandparents and great grandparents, and I had built out um, quite a tree. There was lots of information on there on my paternal side. So I kind of been doing this for about six weeks, um, maybe eight weeks. I don't know. Anyway, middle of March comes and I got an email. Your results were ready. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I was so excited. Um, And so I opened it up. And of course, the first thing that we see is our ethnicity estimate. And I kind of had an idea of what I expected. Um, Of course, I'd always been told, as so many of us have, you were going to have Native American in you. And of course there was zero Native American, um, in my, um, ethnicity. And I thought, okay, well, you know what? It's just kind of, it's one more story that I got told. Um, anyway, and so I was looking at the ethnicity. There was really, um, there was a couple of little surprises. There was, um, you know, course, English, Irish, Scottish, and then there was some Norway and Sweden. And I thought, oh my goodness, I can't imagine where the Norway and Sweden came from. Um, But it was all very interesting. So then from that place, I went to look at your matches. Well, lo and behold, I had a very close match. It was a half sibling. And I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe it. Just, you know, first time out of the, you know, out of the gate and I've already got this great match. And I looked and I thought, well, it's a half sister. I don't know who this is. And, um, I thought, well, she doesn't have my birth certificate dad's name and I don't know who she is. So let me click on it. And I clicked on it. And of course it did say, you know, half sister, and of course, it also said, I think I think that same percentage goes into aunt and uncle. Well, I knew she couldn't be an aunt and uncle because she was younger than she was younger than I was. Um, and then I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, perhaps you know, my mother you know, gave up a baby for adoption because, of course, lots of those things come out as well. And that was not true either, because um, she was actually born at a time that she was pregnant with my half brother. So I knew that that wasn't a possibility. And so I kind of went um, to her profile just to kind of look and see what she had. And lo and behold, there was um, a father. And um, I start, you know, digging a little bit more and everything keeps coming back to this father. Um, And I will tell you, It sounds like it took a long time, but literally, I think in a span of five minutes, I found out that the man that I, you know, had been led to believe my entire life was my birth certificate father actually was not. Um, It was another man. Um, And, you know, so there's a lie. And then there's, you know, of course, clearly she had an affair um, during her marriage um, to him and. That was, you know, kind of a, a blow a little bit. I'm not surprised, but it was still a little bit shocking to just kind of have that, you know, put in front of me. Um, so I started looking at the other matches and all of these other matches, whether they were first cousins or second cousins or whoever they were, kept on coming, coming back to this one gentleman. Um, And so within a day, I knew who my biological father was. And I know based on, um, you know, lots of other stories um, that I've heard, you know, people talk about both here and and in some of the um, Facebook groups, that that's actually quite amazing. Um, And so I had a name and of course I started trying to, Um, gather all the information that I could on him um, only to discover that he had just passed away five years earlier. Um, That was another huge, huge blow to me because here it was, it's like, okay, I lost one dad, but I've gotten another dad. And, um, and then that got taken away from me just literally all within just a very few hours. Um, I, feel like that day was very, um, it was very much a kind of an out of body experience. Just mm-hmm. your, your emotions are all over the place. Um, your, your brain is, I feel like there was a ping pong ball just bouncing around inside of there. And, um, it, it was, it was difficult. I happened to be out of town at the time. So I was by myself when I found out all this information. So I didn't even have, you know, kind of my people, um, to kind of just, you know, come around me and, and, um, you know, just be there. Um, and not necessarily I'm looking for words cause there are no words, but just for, um, some comfort, I think. And, um, I, I will tell you, as much as I was surprised about all of it, it made so much sense. There was just so much, you know, here's this puzzle piece, and here's this puzzle piece, and here's this puzzle piece. And I don't have the whole puzzle put together yet, but, um, you know, and there's lots of, of lots of the pieces and lots of answers that I'm never going to get, um, but I kind of sat on that probably for a few days, I um, didn't really know what to do. I immediately, of course, I had built this beautiful tree that I was so proud of, um, of my birth certificate father's family. And I looked at it and I thought, I'd really grown attached to these people. And I, I'm sure that sounds very weird, but um, I'd never had my people before. So this was this was my first bonding experience, really, with family. Um, so I immediately turned my tree to private because I knew as soon as um, everybody started getting notifications they were going to immediately start go they're gonna go who is this person and they're gonna immediately start going to that person's tree and trying to figure out who is this person and how are they so closely related to us. So I did uh I did change my tree to, to private and I I just sat there I just sat kind of in it for a few days not really sure what that next step looked like. Um, I did after a few days decide that, um, I needed to contact, um, the, um, the girl that was showing up as my half sister. And I I felt like it needed to be private because as much as I was going to be shocked, I knew that she was going to be shocked too. And we just needed to create a safe space between the two of us and um, try to put some things into perspective and, and let that be a private moment between the two of us. So I did. I sent her um, a message um, through Ancestry and I waited. And I I think that night I must have woken up, I don't know how many times, and immediately you know, went to check our, the messaging system on Ancestry. And of course there was nothing there, but it did tell me that it had been read. And, and of course I also knew that they, every time somebody sends you an email or at least at that time, I don't know if it still does that or not, but every time somebody sends you an email through the Ancestry system, it sends you an email. Um, and so I knew that she had at least been notified that way that she had gotten an email or a message through Ancestry. Um, And I still didn't get anything. And so the next day I received a message from a first cousin on my paternal side. And she said, hey, I noticed we, you know, have matched as first cousins. And how are we related? Well, I thought, again, I'm in that place where I need um, this to be private. And I need this to stay private um, until I have a chance to talk to this half sister. And um, I kind of put that, I kind of put her off the, the first cousin off for a few days and I wasn't getting anything. I wasn't getting anything. And I really didn't at that time, didn't understand how common that was. Um, of course, now I realize, you know, <laughs> It could have been never. And um, and that would have, that would have been typical as well. So anyway, I guess after um, about a week of not hearing anything from the half sister, um, I actually had luckily um, had um, had a, a session with my therapist and luckily I was already in therapy through all this. Um, and we, you know, of course talked about the situation a little bit and, um, through that conversation with her, it was decided that, you know what, I'd given her a week to kind of respond to me and, um, that it was appropriate. I did not have to make my tree public, but, you know, it it would be appropriate for me to go ahead and reach out to this first cousin. And so I did, we communicated back and forth, um, quite a bit. And, um, at first I would, gave her very little information and of course, you know, by putting two and two together, you know, she of course figured out what was going on. Um, I also at the same time got another, um, message from another first cousin that was, um, he is also an NPE, um, and the same family, <laughs> which, oh. um, actually, you know, it's like, okay, well, I'm not by myself. This Mm -hmm. isn't the, you know, this wasn't the only brother this happened to. And of course he started to kind of tell me his story a little bit. And, um, and at that time, his birth father, um, wanted no contact with him and nor did any of his, um, half siblings. Um, that situation has changed somewhat, um, over the course of the last year, which I'm so I'm so happy for him um, about, um, but he had had a really good, um, you know, stepdad that adopted him and loved him, gave him a good life. His mother, his mother, also told him the truth. So I, I don't know that he's a real. He's exactly the same as an NPE like the rest of us are, but. Um, His father was not the father he grew up with and he had never met him. Um, So um, we all were communicating. I got sent some pictures and any questions that I asked were answered. And of course, along the way, I kept on saying, you know, I, you know, I understand, you know, the shock. I understand um, the hesitation. I understand that you're now not, you know, she was an only child um I understand that some of that has kind of been taken away, but at the same time none of that's been taken away like you still have that relationship with your dad you know or our dad and you still had that growing up with him and you still had him walking down you down the aisle with you and you still had him holding your your sweet babies and so um you know there were some things that I was never going to be able to take away from her um and so I just, I had a little bit of a pity party for a period of time. Um, And I'm not saying that I still don't have some pity party days. Um, But um, at this point, um, we are, gosh, you know, a little over a year, 14 months um, post discovery. And I've yet um, to have a conversation or an email exchange of any kind um, with my half sister Um, I, there are days that I want to really push it. And then there are days that, you know, you just sit there and go, you know what? If, if these people don't want me, I don't want them either. Um, my, um, cousin that first contacted me, um, you know, can be very, very good about exchanging information. She can be really good about, um, uh, providing pictures, um, she's great. Anytime I email her, she always email, emails me back. Um, but I always have to do, I have to do the work first. And I I think I've just gotten to a place where I, I deserve for somebody to want to have a relationship with me too. And so that has been another part of this um, that I've learned to get a little bit stronger about. Um, and back in March of this year, um, I was actually making a trip, um, within 45 minutes of my cousin and my aunt and my other cousins, lots of my cousins and, um, aunts and uncles live up there. And so, but we were going to do, we were going to do it in small increments. We were going to, I was going to meet with her and her sister, and then her mother, who was actually very close to my dad, and um, two days—or I, I take that back—five days before we were going to meet that weekend, um, another aunt was killed in a car crash. She was killed on a Tuesday. There was a funeral that week, and of course, I—you know—although we had already made plans to meet on Sunday, or Saturday, or Sunday. Um, I knew that it was possible because of all of this, that it might not be the appropriate time, um, to meet. And, um, and so I kind of held on a little bit that it would still be okay. I was very much longing for that, at least to kind of get that process started. Um, and, um, long story short, weekend came and I never heard from my cousin, never received an email or a text, and there's been no communication since then. So I don't n- know um, at this point kind of where that leaves me. I will say that I have not reached back out. Of course, literally that weekend, that following Monday, the world got shut down. So, yeah. um, you know, things have been very um, very different for all of us um, because of that. But, you know, I've also struggled with, has she just been stringing me along, trying to get information or um, everything was fine until she had to tell somebody else in the family about me? I don't know. It's like I, I've struggled a little bit with that. I also have trust issues because <laughs> I have trust issues. Um, and so I, I never understand or know what somebody's ulterior motive is. Um, I, I don't know. So I don't know what the future looks like. I, um, my goal is at some point in the future, if for no other reason for me to write a letter to my half sister and, you know, it is, it'll, it'll say what it needs to say. And, I'll leave it when I mail it, I'll leave it there. You know, either she can reply or she won't reply. I'm not at this point, even in expecting any kind of reply. Um, but just kind of get across, I, you know, I'm not looking for anything. I don't need anything from her. I don't take anything away from her in our dad's relationship. And there's a place for all of us, um, to make our circle a little bit bigger. Um, You know, she's an only child at, you know, as she gets older, you know, um, you know, we all know that family sometimes becomes more important um, to us. So I don't know. I, I feel that need to communicate with her for one last time, Um, you know, if for no other reason to know that I did the one last thing and what she does with it is what she does with it. Um, so that's kind of, um, um, you know, that side of the story on the side of the story that where my mother was adopted, I've done a lot of, um, building of that family tree and, um, you know, still don't have some definitive answers completely, but so that's a process, um, so it's interesting. I, you know, I jokingly tell my therapist, I have 128,000 people that I'm related to, and I don't need a, I don't know a single person. Um, mm-hmm. it's very, it's a very weird, um, awkward feeling. Um, I did upload, um, my, um, DNA to, and of course my heritage, FT DNA, gen match, um, uh, just to see if there was anything out there that I hadn't come across yet. And there's been very, very little. Um, I, I haven't found it. You know, the golden egg's not out there yet. So that's not to say that I don't think that there isn't a golden egg out there. Um, I did um, also upload it to, and I don't know that I know how to pronounce this right, but Prometheus... Oh, Prometheus. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, I did upload it to that just to kind of get an idea because when I go to fill out family medical history, I don't have any family medical history. And again, it's just, it's a, a, it's a very lonely, awkward place to just sit in. Um, and so this is what a lot of this has been about too, is you don't want a relationship with me. You don't, you don't want any part of it. Could you just give me some information? So at this point, I'm not holding my breath that I'm going to, um, you know, get any kind of relationships out of any of these people, but it's, if for no other reason, it's not for a lack of trying on my part. Um, and so that's kind of
1: my story. And, um, did you say you had also checked with 23andMe? So I have not tested with
0: 23andMe. Um, I, I guess I felt like because I was on Jedmatch and oh, really. I, you know, of course, a lot of 23andMe upload there as well. Um, it, is, it is out there. I have considered it. Um, yeah. I, but I just feel like I already have so many of the same pieces of the puzzle that I don't know how much more
1: 23 in me is um is going to give me. Yep, that's true. I I maybe got I, I did 23 in me first and I okay. actually didn't piece together I was an NPE from that. I actually got more from ancestry. So if yeah, it sounds like you've you've done a lot considering you have very little information or very little of your paternal side of the family helping you, that is.
0: Oh, yes. But I will tell you, my paternal side of the family has prob- is probably 75% of the 128,000 matches that I have. Oh, isn't that funny? Wow. And it's amazing, even of what, the matches that I have, there's so many first and second cousins that I know of that haven't taken the test. So mm-hmm. when you look at it, it's like, can you imagine how big this thing could actually be if everybody in your family, you know, took the test?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm. Are you doing just the free to to fill out your private tree or to fill out your family tree? Mm -hmm. Are you doing just the free membership now? Or did you upgrade to the premium or whatever? Oh no.
0: I I immediately,
1: I have a monthly subscription. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise you
1: can't. You have to do that to unlock a lot of the extra features. Yes.
0: Yes. You have to have a subscription to unlock a lot of the extra. I did also this past week, um, finally get a subscription to newspapers.com. And now what's that? So newspapers.com is where you can, you can actually see a particular person's obituary if they were printed. Oh, um, and so obituaries are a have a plethora of information. When people don't want to tell you the truth, I have found out more things by somebody's obituary than mm-hmm. you can ever find on on Ancestry. Ancestry's search only does as much as somebody's given them, mm-hmm. um. And so I did do that. I um. I actually, through all of this, have also discovered, actually she's a fourth cousin and, you know, she was adopted and she was just trying to find her birth parents and not from a perspective of having a relationship because she said her adoptive parents were wonderful, but just so to have a name, like just to kind of put that that puzzle piece together a little bit for her. So I've actually been very active in helping her create her, her family tree. And again, obituaries are just a wealth of information.
1: Great to know. Thanks for sharing that resource. And if people have more questions for you or would like to get in touch with you, is that okay? And how can they do that?
0: Absolutely. And they can contact, Contact me by um, email, and it's joy, J-O-Y, dot, rap,
1: R-A, P is in Paul, P as in Paul, five, at gmail.com. Thanks again to Joy for sharing today. These stories are here for us to identify with. If you are an NPE that would like to share your story, email npestories at gmail.com. You do not have to give any identifying information. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, I'd like to hear from you. Subscribe to this podcast to hear more. Come heal with us.